We don't do that here. So, like, while you guys are getting your getting the dots and stuff in order, uh, I wanted to ask, as an as an off-topic kind of intro, it's something that I'm becoming I'm becoming more aware of me doing old guy shit as I'm getting older, right? So, what yeah. I wanted to ask is. Use, is using a stylus on your phone boomer as fuck oh my god is yeah. it okay i fucking hate smudges on my no? screen is it the galaxy no no what phone is it uh it's a it's a google pixel 7 what the fuck why are you using a i hate smudges I can't stand oh. smudges on my shit. Like my glasses, I clean them like every, every like thirty minutes because I can't stand it when there's smudges on it. So basically, what you're saying is, use a stylus because you're OCD, and that is you may, you if you you know what I mean. You yeah, do that. a little bit of a, a little bit of neuro, uh, neuroses, I guess. <laughs> so I need to know. How do you keep the stylus with the phone? Do you like Velcro strap it to the back or something? Oh no, I uh, I actually tied a string to the thing. So like if I drop oh, no it, way. no, I didn't. Send us a picture of this. I uh, need to see. This. So, so when you're like talking on the phone, the stylus is just dangling off your shoulder or something? Straight up. It's like ball in a cup. The ball is on a string and attached to the cup. So there's no worry if you don't catch the ball in the cup. Ball in a cup. Bro, you working up IT as well? You dragging us down with that? That is some <laughs> shit, like. Yeah, and I thought it was. That's why I wanted to ask. No, it's a, it's just a stylus I keep in my pocket, and I don't know. Just if I, if I do, I don't mind using my fingers, but I end up like wiping it off almost right away because it looks gross with all the finger oils and shit on it. it... I kind of get that with just like what? my smartwatch. What? I recently got a Garmin watch, and I like glance at it, and you can see just like. It looks like an X through the screen, because like that's the, you know, I'm swiping up and down or, you know, left and right. And it's like, oh, that looks awful. I gotta yeah. wipe that off. Yeah, I can't. I don't like that. Um, also, like with swipe patterns, you can see the swipe pattern if you do that for unlocking your phone or like your fingerprint could yeah. linger. But that's by the by. It reminds me. I, I was thinking about as I was thinking about like how the fuck old am I? In, when I lived in Korea, this was, oh my god, this was more than 10 years ago, and a new iPhone had just come out, and so naturally people wanted to have the latest iPhone. Yeah. The problem is that Koreans at the time loved stylus, using, is it Styli? They'd like, all of the like national Miley. brands had a stylus on it. So the right. iPhone didn't support stylus usage. So what they would do is get these little like snack sausages from the corner no. store and use that no. to, since it replicated a finger oh. more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that oh. was um, one of those color pieces of like the youth today. <laughs> Anything to have a stylus. Do have you seen the uh, have you seen the original iPhone announcement? Like the video where they should, you know the. They bring it. They show it off for the first time, essentially. Have you ever seen that video? The Steve Jobs thing. 
Yeah, yeah. So it yeah, he dumps on the, the stylus. The stylus, yeah. Like he makes a joke. It's like, oh, we'll use a stylus, and he's like, no. Who wants a stylus? <laughs> <clears throat> well, Grandpa he's over right. here would like one. Please, Sonny Jim. <laughs> Maybe you should get them uh, gloves that have like you know they allow electrical current to pass yeah. through your fingers. Use them you know, for fun. Yeah, I've been seeing Maybe. those. Actually, that might be. I might have a look at one of those. A finger sleeve. Can you imagine? <laughs> Leo pulls out his gloves to put on for every time he's wearing <laughs> Is that which one would be worse? Like I pull out not driving gloves but phoning gloves or a oh. stylus? Which one would be worse? I think the stylus. Honestly. Stylus is still worse. God damn it! All right, let's get into it. Welcome back. To the ultimate fucking casual. Who is that? That's me. I'm Leo. I don't know a whole lot about MMA, but I'm fortunately joined by my good pals here, Chief and Nathan. Gentlemen, how are we this fine Sunday? Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Doing well. All right. One housekeeping note after that, uh, speak like housekeeping. I'm moving it with my stylus, I'll have you know. <laughs> um, the texting thing, so it works with any service now, not just WhatsApp. So for those international people, it's a plus one, 833-589-7637. All right, that's enough of the housekeeping shit. Islam is coming back. He's rematching Oliveira. This is set, right? Yep, this is official. Ooh, th this isn't uh, like one of those Dana quick ones where he floats it and then... Takes, walks it back. Oh no, he, he graced us with an official breaking news video on the UFC YouTube channel. It's about as official as it gets. And we got the cool little splash screen on the website now. So it's it's on. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think this fight's on. Uh, yeah, they, they don't get anything by... It's the fight to make, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, given the recent history of what's been going on around Lightweight. But... He, this, since this is a rematch, obviously Islam won the first time, right? Is yeah. It... yeah, Islam destroyed him the first time. Lovely. Yeah. We'll t we'll get into Poirier Gaethje too. This is a rematch as well. Is that just really quickly? Is that winner likely to be facing Islam again? Oh man, maybe not right now, but not right in away. The future, possibly. <laughs> that depending could on what happens, it could happen. Yeah. I think the biggest deciding factor, assuming Islam wins, I don't think is a given, is what does Volk do? Because if Volk comes oh, up the, after this fight yeah. and Islam is still the champion, they're making that rematch before they oh. make the Poirier Gaethje winner the next mandatory. I just, that would be my guess is what they would do. I wanted to get that bit of info before I framed this question. Is Islam... I don't know, uh, not a victim of circumstance, but a victor of circumstance, wherein he's, a lot of the guys, a lot of his best competition are, like, mediocre wrestlers, and Makachev uh, just gets to dominate, like, average no, at best no, grapplers. I, I, so, Khabib as well, I think there's a degree of, sort of, unique specialness. To, to their ability, you know, the, it's Sambo, isn't it? And they, those guys really seem to have mastered it. I don't think it's mediocre wrestlers. Gaethje is, uh, he was, uh, was he Division One? He yeah. Was, he was, a, he was an elite wrestler, you know. For Islam to, you know, dominate him, you know, it's, 
it's a stylistic thing, I think, Leo, more than anything. I think we, the game hasn't, you know, the sport hasn't figured out what is the good counter to Sambo yet, rest, uh, grappling-wise. Um, yeah. One, on. one of the biggest components to that is, like, the Dagestani handcuff. Like, that is just such... If you can get that kind of wrist control, there's not a whole lot you can do. And it's, like, it's sort of the the wrestling equivalent of, like, the calf kick, right? It took people a long time to figure out... How do I counter this? Because if you get kicked there, there's like there's sort of nothing you can do. It's like a body shot. Your body just reacts. It just overrides your mind. Uh, um, one, and one thing that the uh, if you watch Islam or Khabib wrestle, one thing they do. One, so as soon as they get somebody down, right, you'll see that they get they get themselves above. They snap the legs together. They'll like the guy they're wrestling and taking down. They'll pin his legs together with their legs and their body. And with that, they're able to have their body weight be above the opponent's hips, and that just, and that along with the like you're saying about the um, handcuffs, that I think those two things are really two of the key ingredients to how those guys are so successful. Not it is quite just a... the dunk I was expecting on my casual as fuck question, but okay. <laughs> well, I think it is. It's not that casual of a question because you think oh if these guys are great wrestlers then what's the deal but I think the thing with MMA compared to something like boxing is that the the rate of evolution in MMA is so much quicker than in boxing or boxing you have to look at like okay what's happened in the last decade right you know a fighter like Loma comes along all of a sudden he's like revered by people because he's doing something that's kind of catches people's eye because it's like there's not a whole lot of change in boxing you know we sort of know what works and what doesn't but with mma you're constantly finding new techniques or new ways to take advantage of certain styles and so i think that's why the sambo stuff is really working yeah there's no it's been around for a long time as well it's not like khabib and you know islam have just brought it over um fedor fedor was a sambo champion you know and he was dominant really in like sort of the late 90s and the mid you know the noughties um but he tended to use his striking like, like nathan says boxing the way i'd say it is boxing is a sport that's figured out yeah there's guys that come along and they push the envelope and they do things different but more or less people know about not doing certain things when you're facing a southpaw and things like that right. whereas in mma you know, we don't really know what to do, not what not to do against certain styles, you know, to be effective yet. I see. I was wondering if, like, that question of are, was Islam's competition not as good as we might have thought, it's kind of the, the thing that people try to do with overly successful boxers, like Mayweather being the very obvious example of yeah. when he beats somebody, oh, well, he wasn't X, Y, and Z, or he doesn't do A, B, and C. So you try to pick something to diminish them, thereby diminishing the guy you don't like or the one that's dominating, and you're just you're kind of sour about it for whatever reason. Uh, but apparently that's not the case. So that's kind of fun. <clears throat> oh, anything else on Makachev Oliver two before we get into recaps? Uh. Is it, aren't they doing this? Isn't this event the one after or the one before John Jones and uh, Stipe? I think after. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in after. October. Yeah, so it's And after. when is this? Yeah, John Jones is in September. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what can I, can I just. I know it's not really related to the question, but what a year we're having in terms of fights being made across both sports. Absolutely. I mean, 
boxing really, you know, like has gone hard with it. And then you can see the, the UFC are just, you know, they're trying to come come back against that. I mean, we've got the next card coming up. Is it uh, two two eight one? <laughs> That's stacked. You know, it's on the same it's on the same night as uh, a week today. Well, a week yesterday. It's on the same night as uh, Spence Crawford. It's it's what time to be a fight fan. I think that boxing really came out strong in the first half of 23 where and MMA not quite it was still good but wasn't at the same level and now in the latter half the UFC well, is really trying to pick it back up boxing could still nail the second half of the year right if they Absolutely. do that if they pull that off or even if it's just AJ Wilder I that's think, supposed you know, that'd to be... be on for December AJ said it oh, a few man. times I can't wait yeah um I know we gave the UFC grief for the drought we had in like May, but like man, they're making up for it. Like, like we're we're spoiled for choice right now. Yep, it's it's a nice time to be fight fan, for sure. Even if you're only in one or the other. Yeah. All right, let's get into recaps here. On the fifteenth, that was the last day, or that's the first day of our review block. Here is it's an. It was a fight night card at the Apex. It was Holly Holm versus uh, Myra Bueno Silva. Uh, do we want to go top down or bottom up? We can go bottom up. <laughs> All right, as is tradition. Uh, Nazim Sadikov gets a submission in two over Terrence McKinney. So lightweights. Um, this was something that I noticed about this. Uh, was the the commentators highlighting that McKinney was like a not necessarily Division One. But he is a like a really accomplished wrestler. So, for whatever that means, Sadikov got a nice little choke to finish it out. The way that he had his arm pinned was, I don't that that was really unfortunate for McKinney. All right, that's, yeah, exciting. Thanks, guys. That's <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, Leo didn't have a lot. Didn't Leo, have a lot to say on that one. Huh? I didn't. I didn't watch. Oh man, I was uh, scrambling to catch up between yesterday and today, just to make sure I was ready. Uh, this card is ass. Man, yeah, it wasn't the best. Uh, Norma Dumont, ranked thirteenth, versus gets the UD over Chelsea Chandler, ranked fifteenth. Uh, I have this one marked because I didn't watch it because I was a little pressed for time, so I kind of skipped the longer ones. Uh, so moving on, the Iron Turtle. Park Jun Young. I I looked this one up. It's uh, Chol Kapugi. That's how you say Iron Turtle in Korean. Well done. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So he gets a submission in two over Albert Durayev. Uh, my notes on this one were Durayev started really strong with the hands. He was really loading up on his shots, and Park did not seem to be wanting to move his head head out of the way. But then, like towards the end of the first round, the like the park submissions really started coming on like the thumbs up thing i thought that was funny so i wanted to point that out yeah that was a good good little submission from from park there he had to look like he was in trouble a couple times yes. on the ground was he not yeah it did and he was man he was just getting pieced up i don't know why it, in the second round at least he started landing shots in return and durayev had really good he was positioning himself really well to avoid all of the chokes that he was getting almost getting put into like danger close and yeah it it was working until it didn't but that one was really fun okay the order of this of the of the card changed 
Um, I think because of the Harris Parisian cancellation. Francisco Prado KO1 over Otman Ozaitar. This one was really cool. If you guys didn't see it, this one was this one was fun. That was a really good. I, I did see this one. Is it not crazy how devastating an elbow could be? Because those guys were totally clean, and then he lands the spinning elbow, and then the Done. both guys are just drenched in blood. Yeah, uh, I think uh, a Zaitar got a cut somewhere, like a cross hit the back of his head when he hit the cage. I think it was. That's where a lot of the blood was coming from. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was nasty. But that spinning elbow was super fun. The the it was a, a lot of striking while it lasted so if anybody were coming from the boxing world like you're gonna be a little bit of a snob because it's not as clean but this was a good like stand-up fight um this one jack della madalena ranked 12 gets the split decision over basil hafez i honestly only watched the first round i think this was a late addition because i don't recall seeing when this was coming up or when it was added. I have watched, I have watched this fight actually. I caught the um, on YouTube the highlights. Um, this was this was a good good scrap back and forth. I think Jack uh, Jack is destined for big things, or the UFC wants for big things. He's uh, he's an Aussie, and I think it's a good market for them out there. Yeah. Um, he's uh, did he come from the Ultimate Fighter or something like that? Or um, I don't know. No, Contender Series. Contender. Contender Series. Yeah, it's a similar thing, isn't it? He's uh, Some good guys have come out of there so far. And uh, Jack, with his, uh, he's good with his striking. You know, he's solid with his uh, grappling as well. Maybe he might be a challenger at middleweight for Izzy eventually. That's interesting that you frame it that way. It's, it was only like the first round. Feel free to correct me with the other rounds if, if it's warranted. I felt that Della Madalena was getting touched too much for being the rank he is, fighting an unranked guy. And if he's supposed to be... Like, they were obviously talking him up. I, you're, I think you're right. They want him to be something. They want another Australian on the roster as like a star. I, I felt like he was getting hit way too much, way too cleanly. He was getting pulled into like brawling exchanges when he didn't need to. So I, I think don't know. I think that's part of the allure. He comes forward. He's a chaos fighter, isn't he? He'll yeah. take shots, but you know to land shots. I think that's why the promotion like him and why his fights are often blockbuster. I mean, this ended in a split decision. So what you're saying about him, um, you know, taking a lot of shots clean. It nearly didn't work out for him this time, didn't it? You know, if one judge had gone slightly the other way, he'd have lost his fight. Right, it's going to work until it doesn't. and Yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate. I don't think that's the worst fault to have at this point. You can. There's still a lot of time to clean up your defense and, I don't know, get, get a better boxing coach, I guess. Like, more defensive-minded <laughs> boxing coach. And that might be, that might be the move right there, because... Like he was defending kicks decently, it was more the hands that he that we were catching him. All right, guys, the ultimate fucking upset. I'm kidding, it wasn't that big of a deal. But this one was this one. What did you guys think? My Myra Bueno Silva gets the submission in two over Holly Holm. You both picked Holly. Uh, they are ranked tenth and third, respectively, in the bantamweight division. Um, Nathan, start us off. What did Albuquerque do wrong here? I didn't win. I didn't see this fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, 
this is like this is not good for Holly. Uh, she just signed that, uh, huge that seven contract. fight contract, and she had to start it off with a loss. So that's really bad. Um, losing to a someone who's fringe top ten as well, and this is also like in in the women divisions. A lot of times that drop off is a lot more significant than in, in some of the men divisions. So this is like a, actually is quite a big upset. And I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Holly's going to be around for, for quite a while, but I, I do worry about what kind of damage she's going to take if she ends up completing that fight contract. Yeah, I think she has five more to go. And... I think we often see we often see fighters take you know agree these extensions and then they never end up finishing them out. Um, so she is old now, Holly. She, she must be nearly forty, I yeah. think. She's had a long career across both boxing and MMA. <sighs> Given that she's she's probably not going to get another. Ch- well, I say that she may get another chance at the belt. You never know when the women's rankings and divisions. There's just not that many solid women around. Um, so she may get a title shot somehow, but right now it doesn't look likely, does it? No. Um, it, I think Bueno Silva's expression when she like home man this what this fight was difficult to watch even though it was relatively short still really really grimy like holly home anytime bueno silva did pretty much anything she threw her up against the cage and then just kind of held her there and was like kneeing and punching her body not very fun then uh yeah bueno silva gets the gets the i think it was a guillotine and (laughs) it was that was bad Holly Holm was she tapped fucking quick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Dojo Dunscap, Myra Bueno Silva. You uh, kind of forgot that you're just supposed to be there as cannon fodder for Holly Holm to get another shot at the belt. <laughs> you dumb fucking bitch! How did you forget? You weren't supposed to oh, win. Hey, hold on, we we can't give that out so quickly. We've got another woman who's also deserving of that Dunscap. Oh, oh yeah, shortly. <laughs> okay, well, might was... be a, a double dancer. There's a lot of happiness around that belt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything on fight night on the 15th? Or do we want to move on to the O2? Keep it rolling. Let's let's move it on. All right. So this one, I, I have this one marked to uh, talk quickly on because I didn't have this listed when we talked about this card last week or last episode. So Daniel Marco split decision over Davy Grant. These are men's bantamweights. Okay. Uh, Lerone Murphy. UD over Josh Kulibau. I didn't watch this one, but that's a that was a chief pick on that one. Is there anything worth mentioning for these two? Sorry, who? Lerone <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> oh, Lerone Murphy. Oh, I've seen Lerone fight before. That's probably why I picked him. Um, well, no, nothing to add. All right. It was a a look pick. Nathan, nothing. Uh, no. All right. Fares Yam, the fucking Frenchman. Of all the times the French are going to decide to do something, <laughs> it had to be the time that I said, like, the French fighters are fucking worthless. It had to be that time. <laughs> that was when Ziam decided to fucking show up and gets the UD over Jai Herbert. I didn't watch this out of pure rage. Ugh, couldn't believe it. <clears throat> Since you guys didn't have picks, I'm going to guess not a whole lot to add on it. 
No. All right. The first one we did have picks on. Paul Craig ranked ninth. You both picked him, and he stopped Andre Muniz in four, uh, ranked 14th in the second. Um, oh. I thought that was a fun back and forth. The only thing that I thought, thought was noteworthy was the headbutt towards the end of the before the fight was stopped. It was on purpose, for sure. He, uh, that was Craig's debut at middleweight as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they were talking about that. He, he's a, he's t- quietly turned into a bit of a destroyer. I mean, he gets you on the ground and he's he's going to submit you. But he's from the, he's not really from, like we were talking before about Khabib and Islam, you know, with their unique you know sambo skills. He's more from sort of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu base. But he's a long, big guy who's got power in his hands. And if you do take him down, it's going to be a struggle for you to stop him. Yeah, they so, were mentioning that he he's his grappling is stronger than his striking so as I think they said he moved he changed gyms recently or yeah. something he, or he changed up his camp and they're focusing on his on getting his striking better as he's gonna be tangling up with these Mate. with these bigger guys I was I said before for um, for Della Madalena Paul, Paul Craig's probably further up the queue than he is could he be a guy to challenge Izzy I think it's, uh, I think it's possible. I think, with, yeah, definitely with the state the division's in now, you know, we've got Strickland is up next. Duplessis will obviously be after that, but w- within that time, Craig could definitely move up a couple spots. And I don't know how willing they are to make rematches with Izzy, since he's, if he keeps winning, he's going to keep lapping this division. So, I mean, I could definitely see him getting the fight. I don't see him winning, but if he does stay on the the win train. He's not far off, just based on the division he's in. All right. Anything more on Paul Craig? Did, did you go to his house and tell him that you were supporting him? What do you say? I was. Uh, so he he sort of channels the spirit of William Wallace, doesn't he? You know, like he paints himself blue and, yeah. and stuff like that. I um, I saw William Wallace's monument, which is like a big tower, which I'm sure some one day was used to uh, defeat the British. Paul Craig isn't British right now, but if he wins a belt, he he will become British. That's how it works over here. We decide. Oh right, yeah. Now that you're successful, you're one of us. Exa- exactly. And then when he loses, oh, he's back to being Scottish again. Yeah. So, just FYI, Josh Taylor was never British. Oh sure. Regardless of regardless of his belts. Good distinction. <laughs> we need to know what side of things you stand on there. Uh, especially with a guy like Josh Taylor. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Not my favorite. Okay, this one I had fun, a lot of fun watching this. Oh, Nathaniel Wood, this is a great fight. Yeah, Nathaniel yeah. Wood versus Andre Feely. This one was super, super fun. Um, I had a lot of notes on this one, as you can see. Well, you two can see. Everyone else, enjoy your audio format. Uh, <laughs> Wood, the Wood Wood's leg kicks and the counter right hand. I think it was like two minutes left in round one, where the three minutes prior. Feely was not necessarily dominating, but he was definitely in control of the fight until he got caught. And then Feely fucking turns it around in round two and tries to tries to take one back, and I think he did. And then round three was anyone's game, so I put hometown question mark. Did they give it to Nathaniel Wood because he's a hometown guy? It's a super, super close fight. I thought it was I... the right decision for sure, just because, like... It was a close fight, but you could feel Wood kind of building, you know, a bit of momentum. And then 
I think with like a minute to go, he landed a really, really clean yeah, he did. Uh, left hook. And that was like the signature moment of that round. So I think you have to give it to him after that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, for that one, for the only clean shot of the round. It is one of those things, though, where like a, you know, a guy comes back in a round that he was losing like in round one uh, and then loses the second round. And it's like because of the scoring, you give the first round to one guy and the second round to the other guy. But for most of that first round, you only you give it to him because of the scoring system. But it's like if you look at the entire fight, who did the who had the most damage? if it was like just one continuous sequence. In that sense, like you could see Philly's done a lot of damage here. He's got an argument for winning this fight, but it's like, that's not how it works. Right. I must admit, uh, nationalistic pride aside, I thought, I in my head, I thought Philly won the fight, if I'm honest. Round, round one could go either way, right? They both sort of drop each other. It's this and that, and then the second round, you know, Wood was, uh, Wood, Wood was effective, but not uh, not effective enough. I don't think he did enough. Whether he was still dazed from the first, I'm, I'm not quite sure. But um, the leg kicks as well, like I give a lot of weight to them. Um, and uh, Wood really, really was uh, pressuring that. And I think he was using that to launch his uh, strike with his hands as well. He looked good, did Wood. You know, he's come up from 35 where he's been a long timer there. Is he going to challenge the top guys? At 45, do you think? I think if Bulk takes off, then he's got the potential to make some really exciting fights at 145. Does he beat Max? I don't. I don't think he's never going to be champ, right? So the next step we'd sort of look at would be a big gatekeeper. <laughs> featherweight, sorry, featherweight. It's one of the divisions. It's just like even five to ten. It's full of killers. Would he beat somebody like Korean Zombie? Oh, Korean zombies like waiting to get get his head taken off by someone at this point. Maybe they'll make that fight next. Um, oh, sorry, I'm I'm rambling a little bit, but no, that's fine. I don't. It it wasn't that bad of a decision mm-hmm. in my head. Like it could have gone either way. Yeah. But me personally, I thought Feely won the fight. So did I. To see Wood, to, to we to see Wood get his hand raised, I wasn't surprised. And I think, like you were saying, I think hometown does play a part in it. I think the UFC is smart. If that does go on and there's some influential, you know, judging going on by the UFC, shall we say, it makes sense when you go to a country to maybe favour the hometown guys, doesn't it? Someone should tell Bellator that with the French guys. (laughs) Uh, One last thing to both of your, to some points both of you made. Scoring the fight round by round versus like the general feel of a complete sequence, it's strange that uh, you mention it that way because that's how I've started scoring boxing is as a continuous sequence well n- quote unquote scoring it's like I'm not ke- I'm not keeping round by round anymore like number one I want to drink beer while I'm watching and I don't score properly when I do so fuck all that it's just you know like what what am I seeing happening am I seeing a guy taking more damage like you said or or what am I looking at and the but in the sense of scoring round by round the first round i think chief you said that you think might have leaned towards feely am i right yeah and i think the only reason i while i agree with you that i feel feely won overall the of the times that like significant strikes like the the counter right that wood handed or landed it sent Feely like he looked like he was fucking dazed. He was more hurt. Yeah, yeah, he was more hurt from the shot. That was the only reason that I gave it to Wood. 
Wood said after the fight, he said that that shot that Feely dropped him with, he says he, did, he wasn't hurt, he was just sort of off balance at the yeah. time, and it kind of like sat down like he'd just gone for a kick or something like that. Um, so maybe that maybe that knockdown for Feely was a, you know, a bit misleading to the viewers, shall we say. Yeah. Is this where we wanted to pull up a dunce cap? Yulia Stolyarenko gets the submission in one over Molly McCann. Uh, oh man, the pity pick of Molly. <laughs> I picked her too, man, just because of how much hate we, she was getting from Chiefy here. But uh, they said that Yulia trains with Gracie, so I mean yeah. that makes perfect sense that she almost tore McCann's arm out of its socket. That was rough. She, uh, so this I love this even more. So to add to her idiocy, when the submission happens just before Molly rolls into the submission, <laughs> she so, did. <laughs> yeah, so, what we mean by that is Molly is basically just like she wanted the fight to be over. You she know, was if you like were Molly, relatively safe. Yeah, yeah. It, she didn't really have the armbar in, if I'm honest. So I didn't I, like she, she had didn't. her arm extended, but I, I didn't think it was uh, curtains time. But obviously Molly thought it was Kurt's time. She was like, let me roll into this and give you a nice sub on your card. It is kind of sad how inept she was on the ground. Like, that was just like, it's like basic shit. Yeah, proper basic. I mean, Yulia's known for her armbars, fair enough. But her record was 10, 8, and 2 coming into this fight. Wow. It was, at, I think, was she making her, pit, her debut at the weight as well? Yeah, I believe you know, so. Could the UFC have given her a softer touch to try and get Molly back in the wing column? You know, and she just fails spectacularly to the amusement of me and Nathan and pretty much every person in the UK, I'd say. Uh, so you say you give McCann a softer touch to get back in win? Yeah. Well, this Could was it? a soft touch. This, this was it? A... Well, there's <laughs> people in Legacy Fight Alliance that I'm sure would love to get pulled up for this. <laughs> Man, if that's a soft touch, like, bitch, you need to you need to go to LFA. <laughs> what did you make of it? What did you make of Molly Nathan' her performance? It's it's bad. Uh, it was just. I mean, I don't know. Is there a better way? I don't want to say it. That, like, it was bad. I, I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't want to like. I'm not sure if I want to say it looked like she didn't even want to be in there. But it's like I, I think so. Like <laughs> with her rolling into the sub, you could say that. You know. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're being too harsh that night, I really don't. Because, like, I felt like as soon as the fight got on the ground, it was just, like, which is quick. Molly was like, yeah, this is not, it's not my night. <laughs> it was all, it's almost what it felt like. It was like, there's no, uh, there wasn't, seemed like a very good effort to get the fight back standing or defend at all. So, I don't know, I, if just the, the wind left her sails and she was like, okay, I guess this is happening. All right, question on allegiances here. What is considered lesser, according to the British people? Being Scouse or Scottish? Scouse, for sure. <laughs> Not even close. God damn. <laughs> All, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, then. I guess that's how people so, don't so, think it'd be like I, it is. I, I'll give you an insight. So the the Scottish thing is a bit more like Banshee. It's like, yeah, we used to be enemies hundreds of years ago, but, you know... They're um, they're they're a bit more independent than you'd think. Like they've got their own healthcare service, so that they yeah. they they have their own parliament. You know they've got yeah, but with Scouse, it's they hate 
they hate like London and to- the Tories and they hate anything because of what they perceive as you know the government basically fucking them in the 70s and 80s and then saying you know we're never going to put money into the city and then the Hillsborough disaster where they say the police were corrupt and you know hid things which they did but the Scousers act like it's them versus the rest of the UK and it's a bit like everybody else north of London is in the same boat that the Scousers are in yeah. you know there's a, there's a two tier system here. you know London gets treated the best and then the sort of everyone else you know and I think that position from the Scouts it puts a lot of people off. It just feels abrasive, is what it is. It's like, right. wow, you, you don't know me. We've never done anything to you. Yeah, apparently you hate me. It's just awful. Interesting. Uh, right. Before we get into more uh, UK history lessons, <laughs> the main event of the Fight Night card on the 22nd at the O2 in the UK. We had Tom Aspinall ranked fifth. You guys both picked him, and he stopped uh, Marcin Tibura ranked 10th in the first round. Uh, that one was, honestly watching that, it, it looked like Tibura was just kind of moving around trying to give Aspinall an opening because he, fu- <laughs> like, he wasn't fucking doing anything. At least that's what I saw. I don't think he was there for more than a paycheck. I think it was just a complete outclassing. Um, he's in there with someone who's like miles faster than him. For and I sure. Think he, he genuinely did not know what to do. I don't think he knew what shots were coming. Talk about like as far as coming off of injury fights. That may have been one of the best performances I've seen. Cut straight to the chase. Let's get this guy out of here. And like immediately... He's back in the elite conversation. Like, this is the guy, if anyone is going to give John Jones a hard fight at heavyweight with Ngannou being gone, it's probably Tom Aspinall. He's got a significantly better chance of making that fight watchable than uh, Sergey Pavlovich or Derek Lewis or uh, Curtis Blades or some someone like that. Like, this is a different breed of heavyweight. Yeah. And this is very, very good for the division that we, we saw this kind of performance. I love that you touched on the injury comeback thing because one of the things that I noticed is Aspinall had no hesitancy in throwing the leg kick straight away, and you know he caught Mar- he caught marching with a with a heavy leg kick. I, I love that he just went. You could see this tested it out. Yeah. His knees, hundred percent. There's no worries there, and it was a demolishing. It was it was like a there was a huge golfing class here. Uh, Marchin's been around a long time, you know. He's he, he's on the older side, like most people at heavyweight. But Aspinall really showed. He reminded us, actually, shall I say, of who he really is and what and what he's going to be doing in the future. Which is like Nathan said, surely he's the guy that's going to give uh, John Jones the biggest test. Good times. It was assuming good. he's still the champion after the Stipe fight. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's been so. Maybe leave us a later, but he's been saying he's going to retire because it's in his home state. So, does he retire after two fights at heavyweight? John Jones' word is about as good as Dana White, so <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Uh, good on Aspinall. Like, yeah, it's always fun to have a an actual foil, maybe in the in heavyweight instead of just ha- uh, it's like a, instead of having like a Vlad Klitschko situation. Where he just beats the Christ I'm, uh, out of everyone. 
I can I can confidently say to you guys, there's no strings attached to him. He's not Scottish. He's not Scouse. All the Brits are a hundred percent behind us. All. <laughs> all right. Well, being behind Aspinall scores you both a point. The totals are here, twenty-five to twenty-seven. Nathan, the um, the submission pick for Iron Turtle really caught you up on up. this one. Catching up now. Yeah, you were getting behind on that. But let's critical card coming up. Get yeah. to the card everyone is waiting for. In Saitama Super Arena, Bellator MMA vs. Ryzen 2. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> no, that we're not doing that. Um, right. UFC 291 in Salt Lake City in Utah. We've got Poye Gechi 2. Titty balls. Um, I'm I might have to I usually don't when there's like a competing uh, boxing UFC cards. I usually don't turn my like my notifications off. I might for this. I, I'm thinking I will. Yeah. because uh, I don't want any of this spoiled. Um, so let, just for the sake of building up a little bit of a excitement here. Let's go from the bottom. Derek Lewis ranked 11th versus Mar- Marcos Rogerio de Lima. These are heavyweights. Picks or anything noteworthy you mentioned? Derek Lewis. Cool. Yeah, Derek's winning. That's my boy. I only said it because he's my boy. Yeah, this probably... is the guy you said was your favorite, right? Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite heavyweight. He's Leo. He's hilarious. If you haven't watched like the compilation uh, videos of him and like his post-fight speeches. He is comedy gold. Let's check him out. Uh, you've not heard? Have you heard his? Uh, he, he fought a Russian. What was it <laughs> Sergey something or other? That was the my balls was hot interview. Do you are you familiar with? I that have video? heard that phrase. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah, that, that. Is, that's the that's the starting point. You got to start there. All right. Uh, I won't spoil it for you, but, but I'm so glad you mentioned the Russian bit, Nathan. I hope you're alluding to what I think you are, because yeah. what, what, what Lewis says after that is just <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, send, oh, we'll drop this in the Discord. All right. Yeah. So, moving up, Stephen Thompson, ranked 7th, takes on Michael Pereira, ranked 15th, welterweights. Picks. Michelle like, Pereira. Michelle, excuse it, is me. It, yeah, let me. Uh, it's not the one I think. Oh, wow. That is going to be a crazy fight. That Michelle Pereira guy, he's known for throwing like weird shit, like cartwheel kicks and, and uh, things like that. And he'll oh, launch that name, like he's flying Brazilian. Knees. Yeah, he's he's insane. Capoeira Thompson's. Shit. Uh, Thompson's. Um, he's a big karate guy. Yeah, he's so been he's around a long time as well. Um, and I think Pereira's quite old, actually. How old is Pereira? Oh, he's only 20. He's younger than me. What the fuck? I'm sorry, Pereira. <laughs> You're not old. Um, I hope Thompson wins. He's my boy. Oof, he's old, though. Yeah. I think this is going to be a beautiful striking match. Uh, very, very, very clean striking from both guys. Very exciting striking. Um, and yeah, this, this could just be a... This could be a three-round war. Yeah, I'm, I will pick Stephen Thompson because I love Wonder Boy. But oh man, like I, I'm praying he well. doesn't get it caught. <laughs> Let's put it, it that way. I'll I'll have him as well because that way, you know, if he does get caught, Nathan, and we we're crying at, at least we, <laughs> I won't have gained a point on you. 
All right, Michael Chiesa, ranked 12th. Chiesa. Chiesa, excuse me, uh, versus Kevin Holland, welterweight. If this is who I, I think it is, I like Kevin Holland. I've seen it him. is. Yeah. I don't know much about uh, Chiesa, but I'm picking Kevin Holland because Holland's one of my favorite. <laughs> this, if you guys haven't been able to tell, there's a lot of fan favorites on this card. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is stunned. Yeah, I I don't know how what odds Holland has to win, uh, but I'm just rolling with him because he he's such an act. Is this like his third fight already this year? I yeah, think so. he loves fighting. Yeah. He he fights at an insane pace, and he takes like risks that no, that pretty much no one else does. Like he fought uh, fought Shemayev on short notice. Like I don't know I don't know who does that except Kevin Holland. So <laughs> yeah. I have to. I have to give him props for that. He's a, he's another bit of a comedian. There's um yeah, there's a funny, funny one where it's, it's near the end of the round and a guy's got him in a choke, but there isn't enough time left, and he sort of like puts his hand up and like he fucking big wide grin at the camera. I remember Kiesa getting run through by Tony Ferguson when Tony Ferguson was the man. He's a big jujitsu guy, is Kiesa. Um, I'm gonna go with Kiesa. I think if the fight goes to the ground, Kevin Holland gets. Uh, dealt with yeah he didn't he hasn't in the times i've seen him he hasn't looked too great on the ground it looks like his entire mission is to just get back up as quickly as possible tony ferguson versus bobby green uh these guys are both like veterans of the wars right oh man pretty aged tony's in such a bad place he blew his knee out really bad i think he's done it a couple of times now his knees are gone he can't he can't even move. There's there's an awful compilation of uh, he does this thing before fights where it's like a yeah you've showed me this. I, he does this little shuffle or something. Yeah, yeah. And the problem I've got is that Bobby Green, even like you say, is a veteran, but he's still got power in his hands and he's still a good boxer. So I fear the worst for my my brethren Tony, who shares my mother's maiden name. So shout out to Tony Ferguson. Um, I've got to go Bobby Green, though. I think we're going to see Tony KO'd stiff. Yikes. Yeah. I know we have a lot of similar picks, but I can't in good conscience pick Tony Ferguson here. Like, I couldn't Like G said, this is he's probably going to get knocked out. Is him being here just fan service? And, yes. And him getting yeah. paid a little bit? But that is yeah. a, this is also like, if you were going to make a Tony Ferguson fight with any kind of profile this is sort of the guy you would you know another unranked veteran that's old yeah but tony's just so i don't know why he's still fighting i don't know why he's not retired yeah like this is yeah. probably his retirement fight if i had to guess especially if Hopefully. he gets uh, laid out stiff i hope it's his retirement fight all right paulo costa ranked seventh versus ikram aliskarov these this are middleweights canceled oh is it yeah. wonderful this is uh, Costa's off to go get whooped by Shemaev, and Ikram has got uh, the third fight on that card. It's the Abu Dhabi card, I think. Mm. Cool. So instead, we move up to Jan Blakowicz versus Alex Pereira, ranked third and second, respectively, in light heavyweight. This Has this been elevated to a title fight yet since Jamal Hill? Not yet. Not yet. The fact that it hasn't already, and given that this is a week away, and they've already got a pseudo title fight on the card with the BMF title for the main event, I don't think this is going to be made for the title. I think if it was been done already, 
Um, I would have thought so as well. I think we're, it we're should in be. Fight week. I, I think it should be. Uh, I think he's uh, he's relinquished the belt. You know, it's two versus three. Um, just do it, Dana. You see what you're playing at. You know, if if Pereira comes up and he gets the belt, I mean, what sort of hype does that give him? You know, they give him the options of the um, is he rematch if Izzy wants to come up and try be a two belt contender again. You know, or it puts him in a great fight for Yuri when he comes back. You know, I, just... I, I do think the UFC knows something we don't about Yuri because I feel like the winner of this fight will fight Yuri for the vacant title. That's the that only reason be... I could see about the reason this not being elevated. Yeah, potentially. He he relinquished the belt originally too before I think he won it later. I've lost sleep thinking about this fight. <laughs> I genuinely cannot pick a winner here. So, have you watched any Blahovich fights, Leo? No. Okay, so this guy, he does leg kicks a little differently. Normally, you're trying to get, you know, to like the the calf or you know the quad or something this guy goes shin to shin with people yikes like extraordinarily painful for everyone except for yon for whatever reason like this is an iron iron man of kicks um one of the reasons he was able to beat uh izzy even though izzy was a kickboxing uh very very good kickboxing champion was because like i mean he'll just he'll just throw out these basically heavyweight leg kicks he weighs like 220 230 on fight nights and but here's the thing so alex has been killing himself to make 185 and now he's coming up he's gonna be a lot closer to his natural weight he may even be you know 210 220 in the ring um and he was was that before uh nathan he used to he they'd done a fight night wave weighing of him at middleweight and he was 220 was Pereira. yeah i think i did hear that um that was that for the, the Izzy title fight or was that for the Strickland fight? I think the Strickland fight. I think so. Um, so no, he was he's... ballooning like almost 40 pounds. Yeah. So this this jump is going to be significant for him. He's getting an extra 15 pounds to work with. And his leg checks, he hurt Izzy several times in both fights on those leg checks. So I'm really... I, what's going to happen when Blahovich throws that first kick that gets checked? Like, who's who's coming out worse off? Because I feel like Blahovich is just torn through everyone else's legs. But, you know, people get their legs broken off of, of leg kicks. Or mid, uh, leg checks, I should say. Didn't Silva break his mm-hmm. leg on the kick? And Connor. Oh, not really, oh. actually. Uh, who is the guy that... Weidman. Weidman did. Yeah, Weidman. I, I don't know why his name slipped my mind. So, just based off of that, I, I, I just don't know. Um, the easy pick for this fight, you would think Jan takes him down, lays on him. Pereira's wrestling isn't that good. Even if he's improved it, I think Jan's is good enough to where he could hold him and smash him. But, I don't know. I think they're going to try and duke it out. And if they do, uh, if Alex, they do, oh man... I think Alex is going to have a big shock, right? Because he's going to be facing a guy for the first time in Alex's career. He's going to be stood across the cage from a guy who weighs the same as him. And yeah, Jan's a bit older, but Jan has got some great experience. You know, he's been the champion before. He's Like you say, it's easy to lose sleep over this fight. Um, 
I think Pereira wins though. To be, I think he's kickboxing his superiority hands, and Yan does have the does have the advantage in the rest of the exchanges. But like you say, I think they're going to try duke it out. I don't think Yan is going to go in there and try double legging in the first minute. Fine. Yeah, I think I'm on your side. I think I'm going to bet on his left hook, winning him that fight. Either that or his like his his leg checks. But I mean, Yan's killer man. Do not be surprised if this goes the other way. I almost don't want to do a pick for this, but I have, we have to, right? So yeah, I'm I'm going Pereira. All right, Nathan Yan. I'll go with Yan just for the upset potential. Yeah. It's if nice I, to pick opposites. Well. If, if I were if I had if I were a betting man, my money would be going on Pereira. But there's a chance. Chance. <laughs> no, By the, the way, that fight is oh, yeah, for main sure. goodness sake. Like, look at this card we've got, and then you look at like, sorry, Leo, like, is it this main event now. Oh, god. The but this co-main could headline its own card, couldn't it? Oh, I mean, the, a lot of the fights on this card would be headliners on co-mains. Derek Lewis could that fight could be a co could be a headliner on a on a fight night card. If the Costa fight was on, that could as well. The Kevin Holland case fight, that would easily be a fight night headliner. All right. Well, this one is definitely stacked then. As, I mean, we've already... It's already been... We've beaten that horse over and over. Main event. Dustin Poirier ranked second versus Justin Gaethje ranked third. Lightweights. Is this like a crossroads, loser leaves town kind of thing? Last chance saloon. From a belt perspective, uh, from from the for an Islam fight, sorry. Mm. I think so. Yeah, I, I do think so. Even though they've made this for the BMF title, which is another it's another discussion we could have, I guess. But yeah, what is that? I think baddest motherfucker. Yeah, so it was basically invented to so that they had a belt main event in their new uh, their New York card they had where uh, Masvidal fought Diaz. Um, it doesn't mean anything. There's no defending with it. You can't unify with it. It's just made up. It's just whenever Dana feels like giving it to a, a bout, that the happens. The Diamond? <laughs> yeah. Could it's be not even that good. <laughs> yeah. Because at least, More yeah, like the, the Diamond guy was decent. WBO Intercontinental. Oh, shit. That it's that sort of level to be honest because it's like the it's like the IBO honestly like uh, completely yeah. arbitrary doesn't yeah. mean shit for anything that's a good one yeah the, the only like signifier like it has is that the fight's gonna be awesome and anytime this title title has been on the line we've gotten a pretty fun fight out of it so I don't know if that means anything but, but it's been it's been on the line once, right? We've we've had one instance of it, and that was like was that three years ago, four years ago? It was before COVID, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought they had it. Uh, well, I guess he technically brought it into the ring, uh, the Masvidal Usman rematch. I guess that he, uh, yeah. he walked out with that. So I guess yeah. that's not a BMF title fight. <laughs> They were saying we're because Usman had beaten him, he the one the Usman was now the BMF. Yeah, but like but we the say, he was like, nah, we're taking yeah. it back. 
<laughs> UFC is like, nah, we're good. <laughs> you know, we we get we pick who gets to have it. Yeah. Yeah, that's lame. We all know that Brock's the BMF. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where is where is that fat beast? Is he up here? He's downstairs, I think. Where? Well, my wife's home, and you know, he's, yeah, he's in love with my wife, so he'll be he'll definitely be all over her. Hmm, I'm trying to. I'm not sure. Like we've I, we've been talking about this fight quite a bit, leading up to it today, or to yeah, up to today. So it's not really a whole what you, lot. What, what do you think, Nathan? Are you are you going to pick on this? I think we should. Like, we've picked yeah. for everyone. So we, do, we, but... have, we have to we have to pick on this. Um. Oh man, this is such a good fight, and it's it's a rematch, but in a way it isn't because they fought so many fights ago, and both guys have tweaked their styles that it's it might as well be a, a different fight. Gaethje's, you know, really tuned his style. Like he, he just wants to go to war with people. He'll throw that leg kick till his leg breaks. He looked fantastic in his last fight against Fiziev, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, you know, Dustin's had, you know, the Connor fights and, you know, he's looked look great in his own right. The one thing they share, they both got dusted by Charles, but I mean, understandable. Charles is really good. Yeah. So, um, man. Gaethje said, didn't he? Gaethje said that after the Poirier fight, that's when he had to change his style because it just wasn't, it wasn't working. Poirier was like the first elite guy that Gaethje came across. And that war style just didn't work. So I, I, we say he's, he's, he's changed his fight style. He's just more measured, isn't he? Like mm-hmm. he'll, he'll he'll pick his spots of when he's going to go all out and blitz somebody. Maybe he uses his wrestling more in this one. So he didn't really use it in the first one. This is such a hard one to pick. Paulie has definitely got high fight IQ. I, I think potentially he's got more paths to victory. I think I'm going to have to pick Dustin on this because I think he showed in the last fight against Michael Chandler that he can go through a lot of adversity and still sit yeah. back, stay calm, take a breath, and then fire a counter shot to turn the fight around. And I do think when this fight devolves into a war, the person who's going to find the opening and capitalize the most on it is Dustin. Because if you look at the the Fizia fight, that was just more... Gaethje outlasted him, right? He kept the pressure. He could keep the pressure going longer than Fiziev did, and you know he just he wore him down. Oh, oh, actually, big question. I think that influences the pick. Is this a five rounder? Yeah, it, yeah, it has to be. It's a minimum. Okay. The, the co-main. W- ah, that might be why they're not making the co-main a championship fight. Because if it was a belt fight, it'd have to be five rounds. I wonder how many um, rounds that one is. To, to your point, Nathan, about uh, Dustin being able to go through a war, him getting knocked out by Connor, that feels like such a long time ago now, doesn't it? And I mean that in terms of his ability to take punishment. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's really We haven't really seen him get knocked out you know, like that since. He, it seems like he's improved his chin somehow. I think he's just comfier at a big, the bigger weight class, isn't he? He's a big guy, mm-hmm. you know. He's, he's openly said he weighs more than 180 pounds on fight night, uh, um, lightweight. I think Gaethje has better tools, though. I think his leg kicks better, and I think his wrestling game's definitely better. My my head says Poirier, 
my heart says, you know what, I'm going to go Gaethje. I think he, uh, I think this time he's going to find the path. Fun. Okay. Man, this is going to be an amazing weekend. Yeah. Um, right. There's a fight night card on the 5th, but I'm a little strapped for time today, so we're going to skip that for now. And across the aisle on the 29th at the T-Mobile Arena, <laughs> Spence, the three-belt champion versus Terrence Crawford, the one-belt champion who has a little bit more of a success story, success string coming up into this. This is a first four-belt era undisputed welterweight championship fight T-Mobile Arena goodness gracious I was I was fully expecting it but I was a little sad when my press uh, press application got <laughs> denied completely expected it but still man man oh man I cannot wait cannot wait I don't even really care what's on the undercard to be honest with you I'm uh, my plan is to watch the undercard of the UFC and then switch over to Spence Crawford when the main event's starting. Even though I'm going to miss out on an epic UFC main event, I just can't miss Spence Crawford. Um, it's the it's what I call the best division. Well, you know, you can call it the best division in boxing. Um, Spence, just stylistically, it's just an amazing fight, isn't yeah. it? And like you say, it's got the prestige of the first four belt era undisputed welterweight champion. Crawford has been undisputed at what one or two weights below one, one. So he he potentially could come out of this, and he's been four belt undisputed in two different divisions and two of the sort of toughest divisions where a lot of the talent is. And his fight style is just immense. He's got the switch hitter style, man. If you're a UFC fan, you don't watch any boxing. This is boxing Super Bowl. Like this is. Yeah. That's it's, a very good way to put it. It might be the biggest fight of yeah. this century. I don't like Floyd Pacquiao. So far. Floyd Pacquiao might have been the bigger fight in terms of like build up, but as far as like just pure talent, I striking mean, this, when the iron's prime. hot too. They're in their prime. They're not washed. They're both champions. They've both beaten similar opponents as well. Man. Struggle to find the words for this, don't you? Yeah, I, to be honest with you, um, some someone who comes onto uh, the B side show is uh, Drip Drip Skylark from um, Discord, and like I, yeah. we were talking about this a little like a uh, a few days ago. It's like, man, I who do who do you pick? How do you pick? Like Spence yeah. is obviously the more come forward, aggressive style, but he also does like he does that. It's not just reckless it's very measured very intelligent aggression whereas crawford is very very intelligent boxing that has aggression behind it if if you can kind of understand the very it's a minute difference i suppose you know might be splitting hairs with that but it's like two sides of the same coin and yeah and they're meeting up like it's unreal It's like Spence's whole point to his boxing is he's trying to set up. He's well, first he's trying to break you down, but he's trying to set up that perfect shot. If you watch some of his like slow mo knockouts, I mean, full full torque left hook and just catches him right on the point of the chin, like uh, some of those beautiful punches you've ever seen. Like he got Porter, but he's with coming. That. 
and he's coming towards a guy who he wants to fight that kind of punch like he is a like Crawford his best stuff is his counter punching he look, wants to catch you he wants to find the shot the one shot that's going to put you away it's just they're both looking for like you know the perfect punch in a way and the way they set it up is just like on different sides of the spectrum one's the fighter one's more of the boxer but both of them can do kind of everything to a very high level so it's like what is this fight even going to look like I think they said it in the all access somebody in uh might have been Derek James Spence's coach it, he said that Crawford is an extremely talented extremely gifted athlete that boxes I'm not sure um, how, how do you I feel don't about agree that? with that Craw- no? Crawford Crawford is a successful switch here that is an incredibly difficult uh, style to pull off yeah for you boxing know, as a boxer. a lot of skill Yep. Yeah, he can go either stance. <laughs> nah, yep. I think Derek James, that's just some, yeah, some mental mind games. Art, art it, of War you know? type of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Duran Ennis is, was also switch hits. I wanted to mention that I think it was the last time we talked, Duran Ennis had just fought. And I was saying that he has that kind of fluidity, and I wanted to tie it into Max Holloway. Where it's not, it, it's just seamless. And yeah. Crawford is absolutely in the same conversation. Like it's, it's just seamless transition, and it's, it's a thing of beauty. Someone who can switch hit, and like that is their offensive style is just working between both, both stances. You add into that that Spencer's a southpaw. Yeah. And it, it just. Like it's the old, like everything about this fight, it's like the ultimate of the ultimate. It, it's like the best of the best. Man, Man. what a night it's gonna be! What so- a night it's gonna be. Sorry, UFC. I'm. I gotta. Yes. I know where my bread's yeah. being buttered, man. I gotta go to. <laughs> I gotta go watch some, watch the undisputed welterweight fight for boxing, man. Did you guys? Did, maybe they could have done it like both of them in the T-Mobile, like. <laughs> Alternating one fight. one boxing fight, one you. Oh, how cool would that be? That would be yeah. fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, like the 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 boxing ring like goes down to the floor and yes, and the, the octagon exactly comes up in between fights. Oh man, that'd be sick. Uh, I've seen uh, an event like that. It was a Roy Jones Promotions thing, but it was um, they had extra ropes. I think they had seven instead of um, five. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and they they had MMA guys, kickboxing guys, uh, and boxing, of course. And that was that was they just had that. Not sure how that worked out for their grappling, but can't really leverage. You're not really supposed to leverage on the cage anyway, right? No. Iron Turtle was doing that, and he he got busted. He had a he had a choke almost locked in, and he was uh pushing off of the cage to try to get extra pressure huh <sighs> goodness Fucking I feel gracious. like I'm gonna drive I feel like I'm gonna drive my family crazy because I'm gonna be wanting to flip between boxing card and the UFC card because there's some really good fights on the boxing card man and Isaac Cruz is fighting oh, oh Nonito Daenerys is fighting and wow. I know Daenerys old but I really like Daenerys and there's a chance he just starches his opponent as he moves like, back down, like he, for whatever the fuck reason, he climbed up 26, you know, eh, kind of, okay, but then he went up to 30 and got starched, 
and then he just went back down to where he was making his money uh 118 and 122 like the first fight with career path. yeah interesting career path for sure um unfortunately his his version of like a teofimo senior or bill haney his version of that is fucking his wife <laughs> think her oh. what's her name like rebecca or rachel or something I don't know, but Mrs. She Donaire. does have a say. Yeah, she does have a say in a lot of his fights, right? Like they, yes. they decide jointly who he's going to fight next. Yeah, uh, he was going to fight, I think, Casimiro, and for for the 118 belt, one of the 118 belts, and Sean Gibbons, I think it was, who's Casimiro's promoter. In some interview, he was talking shit about Donaire's wife, and so they pulled out of it. And I don't, if I remember correctly, wasn't that bad of a thing like they just, just kind of made a joke about her not be, kind of being in charge I think it was and Donaire mm-hmm. just being her attack dog I do remember that yeah it wasn't that bad but she was just mortally offended oh man a lot of shit coming up a lot of shit coming up this week what this this is national fight week for yeah. everyone this is fucking fight week God, whatever you like, it's here. Do we want to officially make picks for Spence Crawford? Yes, let's do Just that. Just for the hell of it? Let's do that. For, since I kind of... I This is in my the realm of my understanding. I cannot differentiate between the two in terms of skill and ability and all that. So I just got to go with my heart, and that's Errol Spence Jr. Sam. Yeah. Oh, well, this is going to be a, a very drama-free pick. I'm as well. I, I fully appreciate and I can see how Crawford can win the fight. Absolutely. Though. And it wouldn't surprise like, me one bit. Yeah. I really, my boy Spence could get beaten here. Like, I, he really I, could. And let me say this just for Crawford's uh, credit. If... If someone came back in time right now and told me this fight ends by a knockout, I would flip my pick to Crawford. I think <laughs> if one of them is going to stop the other, it's Crawford. I think Crawford's going to be one to find the punch. But because I don't know that, I think Spence is going to hold up. I think he's going to wear him down over the course of the fight. I think he's going to win. It's. I hope you're right. Usually, it's always the the pick you least expect. Like Spence, Spence stoppage, Crawford decision, right? That seems to be the logical choices. It's always the one that seems least likely that ends up being. Is uh, Spence has broken a few orbitals now, hasn't he? Yes, like he a, has. Opponents, I mean, yep. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a talk that he could be, a, you know, Craw- uh, you know, Crawford could be next. Like you said, we're having a crawfish boil. <laughs> we smoke, but <laughs> he's gonna crack the shell. <laughs> we smoke, but over here. That's right. Smoking on bud. Smoking that bud pack. All right, guys. Um, do we want to do parting words? Is Spence Crawford picks our parting words? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say fuck Tyson Fury. Yes. Always. Always, always, always. I, I got to see if the voiceover chick will do. Will, will be willing to say that. <laughs> oh, that's sick. <laughs> uh, parting words, Nathan. What do you got for us? Make sure you tune into something on the 29th. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Put one or the other on. Put both on. I don't care. Watch. Like this is this is it. This may not happen again for a long time that we get a night like this. Yeah. If 
for I I would want to add to that. If you're only going to watch one of them, whichever one you pick to watch, pay for it. Especially yeah. if you're watching boxing, pay for it. Please for the love yeah. of whatever you hold to be dear, pay for it. If we if, this one if these are it. yes, absolutely. If we don't make these events profitable for them, they're never going to do it. They're never going to yeah. do it again. Pay for it for the love of whatever you love. Pay for it, please. Please, please, please. Yeah, I mean, this isn't just shill talk here. I mean, this is like... No, it's not. Look, man, if you're a fan of these sports and you're you're constantly like, why aren't they making these fights? Best like, of the first of the best. And in their primes and blah, blah, fucking blah. No, all the belts and one name, one face, one champion. This is it. This is what you want. This is what people are always fucking ditching for. This is it. Pay for it. On that note, it's fucking pizza time, boys. <laughs> All yeah, right. My, uh, That's going to do it for us here at The Ultimate Fucking Casual. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net.